Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ollie and All. I am your host, Alan Affey. Before I go any further, I just want to stop and thank everybody that tuned in to the first episode of Ollie and All. I was blown away by the feedback and the response from it. I am incredibly humbled by everybody that tuned in and went on iTunes and subscribed and reviewed and rated it. So thank you so, so, so much. It does not go past me that this would all be impossible to do without the love and the support and the rallying behind me. So thank you so much. I really am humbled by it. It certainly surpassed any expectation that I had in my mind. I, I, I thought it, but it definitely surpassed it. So thank you so much to everybody that tuned in for that episode. And if you're back, thank you again for tuning in for episode number two. This week, I'm joined by another one of my best friends, Kenneth Davies, with me. Uh, we had a really awesome discussion, lots of laughs, lots of lols. Um, talked everything from Beyonce and Jay-Z's new collab album to a little bit of RuPaul's Drag Race and some of the problematic nature around that show. Uh, Kenny comes with a lot of opinions, so be prepared. <laughs> but I always appreciate them and what he has to say. He's a really fun funny person and such a uh, kind loving person as well so i'm uh, excited for you guys to hear this episode without any further ado here is kenny and ollie on ollie and all enjoy hello kenny hello how's it going good how are you I'm good. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for you to be here. Oh, me too. Yes. Um, so for those of you that don't know, Kenny, Kenneth Davey, why don't you give a little bit of an introduction as to who you are, what you do, and all the good things, all the lovely people want to know about you. Oh, um, well, my name is uh, Kenny Davey. And... <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh, oh, sorry. What was the what were my tasks again? <laughs> Who you are, um, what you do, and why you're awesome. Oh, okay. Just the casual stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm I'm Kenny. Um, I've been Ollie's friend for a very long time now. Very long time. Very long time. Um, I work in the supply chain world, which Great. is something. And what makes me awesome is um, I can put my whole fist in my mouth. <laughs> no, you can't. No, I can't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, what a gross impressive. part That is impressive. Thank you so oh much. Oh, my God. I love it. Um, so, yeah, we've been friends for uh, about nine years um, as well. Same amount of time that I've known Justin because I met you guys yep. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Same thing we met in university yep. and um, you know a lot of interaction in the library when we should have been studying but we were not just all kind of goofing around and whatnot but I really attribute that to like one of the fondest memories of my university career was yeah. uh, all of us just like hanging out in the library and you know trying to study but no one could focus because we were all just goofing around so yeah. Um, yeah, good times. And, I, don't know um, you, I don't know if you remember this either, but there was a game at the time called Robot Unicorn. 
Oh my god, why does this sound so familiar? Because me and a few other people would play it nonstop on Facebook and like battle each other for the highest score, which oh, led to a is... yeah, like which led to like a lot of yelling inside the library. That is so funny. Usually the place where you're quiet, but we're like screaming like of course because bitch, you beat me. What better place to do that than right? the library? Yeah. No, people, <laughs> people are there's people literally in the corner like crying because they're so stressed out from exams. And I'm like, listen here, you bitch. If you beat me one more time, I'll slap you. <laughs> Keeping it casual. That's amazing. Yeah, typical, right? Yeah. Typical stuff. Just typical. Um, yeah, and it's so funny because I ever since we met, we've obviously become best friends and um, shared so many memories together. Yeah. And if there, I was thinking about this today and I was like, if there's one thing I contribute you and me too. It's like, I feel like we've come to be like wedding crashers without being wedding crashers. Yes. Like when we go to weddings, we are doing the most. Yes. <laughs> We're doing everything. Our hands are in all the baskets. All of them. <laughs> and to the point where I'm like, why are people still inviting us to these things? Right? They're like, you know? I'm surprised people aren't talking being like, oh, don't invite those two because they're actually insane. <laughs> all the dancing, yeah. all the dipping, all the doing. We're right? doing the most. Making fr- I, always, so fun. I always find like the oldest woman to make friends with for no particular reason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you nail it every time. They love yeah. you. Right? I have they to. They love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. So, yeah, today's episode, we're going to focus on a few different things i've got a little a little bit of beyonce and jay-z on the schedule um, um, we're gonna talk a little bit of drag race up in there and mm-hmm. um yeah i think it when i was putting this together i was like oh this feels like a lot of stuff and yeah. it's kind of heavy but like it's still gonna be light and fun and everything but i think it's like whoo we're getting into it we're hitting so, it hard Yes, we are. And um, I should say this about you, Kenny, and just to the listeners, Kenny is one of the most insightful people that I know. He is so smart. He is a double degree, y'all. Pow, pow, pow. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't you over my two degrees. Oh, they're just talking to me right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm super excited for you to, you know, share your insight with everybody because yeah. you are one of um, the smartest people. You're like a live Google. I swear to you, anytime somebody has a question, here's Kenny with the answer. It's insane, and I love it, but that's, that's why I love you. So. That's because I'm usually Googling it. Like, <laughs> no, we need to know this now. It's imperative yes. I know what the third child of so-and-so is named. Absolutely, but it's, you know, knowledge is power. Right. Knowledge is power. Sometimes you just um, got to know these things. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's get into it. Yeah, let's start by talking about Beyonce and Jay Z. On the last episode, I talked about how I was really upset that there was no new music from yep. them. And then um, by the time the episode aired, they released their first ever joint album titled Everything Is Love. First question for you, Kenny where were you when you heard the news drop? So I was. Standing in the middle of a store here in Lethbridge. Okay. Oh, I forgot to say that too. I'm also from Lethbridge, everyone. So, so. <laughs> um, city of dreams. Uh, dreams. Yeah, I was actually there with my friend Megan and her mom, and we were in the basement. And I hadn't looked at my phone for a minute, but then I was in a group conversation with um, you, Rebecca, and Lisa. 
and it was just like lit up with like they released it they released it and i was like what did they release and then i was like scrolling up and i was like oh oh shit a religious movement just happened <laughs> it happened and then like after you guys were you guys were like talking about how you like needed to get title and i was like freaking out because i was staying at my parents at the time and my parents essentially live like pioneer women so i was like they don't have internet <laughs> Oh, what a time, hey? I remember, like, driving back to my house, downloading Tidal, downloading the CD onto it, and then driving back out to my parents' house and being, like, finally living that country life. (laughs) Which is where they probably wanted you to listen to the album. Yeah, I think when they were writing it, they were like, I want that one white guy up in Canada to listen to this in his parents' house while staring at a rawhide. Yeah. I love it. But yeah, it was such a cool moment. And that is what I continually love about Beyonce and Jay-Z or Beyonce specifically is, you know, the surprise element of her releases, you know, kind of for a minute there, it stops the world and we're all like on the edge of our seat being like, what just happened? Um, You know, and for me, I didn't have title at the time. So being such a Beyonce fan, I got the message about, you know, Beyonce release now I'm on title. Yeah. And I, I just got Beyonce, so I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm just like, what is going on? Um, and then um, I got another message, again, from our friend Lisa saying, um, it's a joint album with Jay-Z, nine tracks, and there's a video. And I'm freaking out. So yeah. I'm just like trying to figure this out. I'm trying to get title, but I'm also in really weird service areas because I'm in an airport. So yeah. I'm stressed out trying to download title and oh, yeah, you're coming home from Kelowna right that's right yeah. that's right and I I, I mean uh, I'm I'm freaking out because I yeah. only have a minute before I board but I need this on my phone yeah. before I'm on the plane because I, mm-hmm. I was not about to sit for however long without yeah. that album you know up in the for, air for your 20 yeah. minute flight yeah no no sir yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it kind of was like a very stressful moment for me because I'm trying to get title. I finally download title. I download the album and everything and put the headphones in and I listen to it. And I am moved because I have not heard a new Beyonce since 2016. Yeah. So I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, um, what was your favorite record, favorite song? Oh, I think it was Boss. Nice. That was a good one. Yeah. That was a really good one. Um, so for those of you that don't know Beyonce and Jay-Z, released that uh, joint album. It was nine tracks, uh, kind of takes you through what was a very public um, affair, more or less. It started with Lemonade, uh, Beyonce's 2016 album, which as I keep saying, and I keep saying, and I keep saying, was robbed for album of the year it by totally darling was. Adele. <laughs> but I, I mean, just think I love was... Adele, but bitch needs to sit down. It was a movement of an album, you know, and I think um, the importance of it, every time I rewatch it, I learn new things about it. And I, it's just, it's an incredible, it's an incredible piece of work, to be honest with you. And I'm not just saying that just to hype up Beyonce, because I think she's incredible as an artist, but yeah. it really is an incredible piece of work. And, a t- and it was timely at the time as well, you know what I mean? This was a story of black womanhood and the story of redemption and forgiveness and love and strifeful and marriage and all of those things kind of coming into this huge melting pot and and she was so unapologetic in her approach with it you know um especially being so public yeah and and a lot of her career too when she first started out she really was um like a lot of the other girls in that 
she was molded by a yes. management company. Do you know what I mean? Well, so this they to me to make her like essentially like the um, like the Black Britney Spears or Brock Aguilera. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, this to, to me was just like she was like, oh hell no. Nah. Yeah. Like you know, I'm I'm Beyonce. I do what yeah. I want. You know. So I love that album. It was incredible. And then uh, the follow up to that was Jay Z's kind of response album, titled 444. Uh, which was released in, um, gosh, I, I don't even know when that one was released because- Was it last year or year before? It was last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I uh, can't remember the month, but regardless. So that was a response record to Lemonade where he more he admits uh, his infidelity and his, his you know- Yeah, him being shady. Limita- yes, his limitations, you know, mm-hmm. his flaws. And this- but like, uh, I mean, like, every- just like real quick though, like what? What fucking idiot cheats on Beyonce? I mean, you just don't do that. Right? You just don't do that. Like, but you're when going you to do... seven levels of hell for that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> totally, right? Like, I mean, like, it's um, a sin. And you, yeah. you know it. God knows it. Oh, yeah. all disappointed in you. There's no going back. No. Yeah. Even, if Even though like, she took him back. No matter what he does for the rest of that marriage, she'll just going to be like, yeah, I know what you did. <laughs> Yeah, and, I, and I'm Beyonce. Yeah. I'm Beyonce. Um, and then to me, this album, Everything is Love, felt like a bit of a, a bow, you know, on the entire, yeah. um, almost like the trifecta of Beyonce and Jay-Z. And it was like uh, the third part of this three-part story. Yeah. And the whole entire album, it addresses all of the infidelity and it addresses all of their issues, but it definitely celebrates them a lot more. And, and I, I've, I've, you know, read a lot of pieces that really talk about how people feel like they're bragging a lot, you know, about their wealth yes. and whatnot. And I, I can understand that in the same breath. I think let's not get it lost on us that they have worked tremendously hard to get to where they are. Well, so if they want to brag about it, we just have to allow it, you know? This is not, gi- this wasn't given to them. They- well, Sorry, ahead. I was just gonna say like, it's no different than like those like country songs with all those like jacked up bro dudes being like girls love me and I got so much money and I have all these trucks and blah 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 blah. like how is that any different than what they're doing totally it's true I mean um, they're like like a little more showy with it because like Beyonce's like yo this is a Givenchy dress and like other people are not wearing that obviously but yeah I don't it's no different when other people do it it wasn't a problem but like they did it and all of a sudden it becomes like a kind of issue for that Absolutely. And what's mm-hmm. the common denominator? I have to wonder. Could it be their blackness? I don't know. <laughs> no. Oh, I, I don't think that. <laughs> but yeah, they, um, with the nine tracks on that album, I really think they did an amazing job of just kind of, yeah. you know, tying it together. And I'm really excited for the next era of their solo careers, especially Beyonce. But um, yeah, I could like take or leave Jay Z if we're being real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, um, you're fine, but to... like, I don't care. Yeah. And while I was listening to that album, too, I was really thinking, like, because we're going to see them in October. In yeah, October Vancouver. 2nd, right? That's right. You got it. Yeah. And I'm super excited about that. But while I was listening to the album, I was just thinking about what these songs are going to sound like live. Oh, I know. You know? And I was like, okay, 713 is going to sound incredible live. Yes. It's going to sound insane. Um, Love Happy is going to sound so cool. Uh, I think all of them are going to sound great. Ape Ship, the song that we're going to talk about in a minute, yeah. that song is going to sound incredible. I'm just really excited to see the live performance aspect of those songs come to life as well. Uh, so this will be our 
third time seeing Beyonce together? It will be, yes. Yeah. We went right. to um, Horrible Winnipeg. <laughs> that was for uh, the On The Run 1 tour. Yeah, and then we went to um, second most horrible city, Edmonton. Oh, don't shade it. Don't oh, shade sorry, it. We got sorry, some listeners sorry. that are from there. We love y'all. Just kidding. <laughs> I heard it's lovely in the summertime. That's right. Yeah, no. Um, it's really not that bad. Let's be real. And yes, then now yeah. we're doing it in the third worst city, Vancouver. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, I'm excited. I think it'll be it'll be really great to see what they come up with. I'm excited they're doing the tour with new music because at first I was, I mean, I'll I'll pay to see her. Yeah, do the same thing. Yeah, but um, I'm excited that it's going to be a new lineup. So, hey, when did you discover you were a Beyonce fan? Like, do you remember your, the moment that, you, whether, whether it was a song or an album or a video, when were you like, oh, it's Beyonce. She's well, I've, I always loved Destiny's Child. Ooh, yes, yeah. tell them. And like, you know how I started loving Destiny's Child? When I was probably like uh, 10, my sister used to take hip hop dancing. And I went to one of her recitals and they did jump and jump and I was like, damn, this beat's suave. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, um, not only the time when I discovered I love Destiny's Child, but also when I clearly became gay. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I remember just listening to that song for the first time being like, oh, this is really cool. And then like having to research it for days because we didn't have internet at my house. So, mm. and then finally figuring out who it was and then being like downloading more of their stuff. And just yeah. kind of listening in. That but then song even, when, even when Beyonce went out on her own thing, I didn't really pay much attention to her for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it has largely to do with the fact too that I did I grew up without like um, cable or anything like that. Right. So I didn't really have access to this kind of stuff unless Got I went to it. a friend's house. Got it. I know everyone who doesn't know me and is listening to this is gonna be like, "Who is this sad disenfranchised child?" <laughs> 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 Calling my parents pioneer. Yeah. Don't get it lost on y'all. He's yeah. fine. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm fine, y'all. But yeah, I think it had some, it had to do with that too. And then I remember um, when I really started liking Beyonce was um, it would have been when I went to Korea. I learned the entire dance to single ladies. Amazing. And then I would perform it drunk for people while I was in Korea. Amazing. Because a no one wanted to see it, but b I did it. Amazing. So, yeah, and then from there it just kind of skyrocketed. Uh, was the song at the time big in Korea as well? Uh, no. No, it wasn't. Okay. No, it wasn't. <laughs> we, so you were just doing this random dance? It, and then, like, Korean people staring at me being like, who, who the fuck is this? I'm like, not today, sorry. <laughs> so you were just busy waving your hand in the air and dipping yeah. your weave yeah. all around the, it. <laughs> the worst part, too, is, like, I self-learned it. So you know the dance was completely wrong and probably so offbeat. That is amazing. Yeah. What about you? Oh, my gosh. For me, I was the same. I always been a long-standing fan of Destiny's Child since uh, No, No, No. I like to say I love Beyonce back when she had the braids, so I'm like yes, an OG yeah. Beyonce fan. Um, but yeah, I was a huge fan of Destiny's Child. I went through the, all their lineups when they went from four to four to three. My favorite is Beyonce, Kelly, Michelle. Um, uh, yeah, I have to well, sometimes... If you said, like, my favorite's toy, I'd be like, well, I have to hang up now. <laughs> So totally. Good. No, I love their sisterhood and I love their, um, they're all in my, I know people give, you know, 
Michelle a lot of flack. This is not the place to find that flack. I am I am here for Michelle and Kelly. I am here for Destiny's Child. If anything, sometimes I catch myself wondering if I'm a bigger Destiny's Child fan than I am yeah. a Beyonce fan because I love them. Like they were just I grew up yeah. on them, you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, I love them. And then I've so I've really been following her career since the beginning of her career. She's been in yeah. the game for 20 years now. Um, and I'm 20 years old myself, so... Um... Wow, since an infant. <laughs> just, just sweet Mama Lupai, just like listening yeah. to it on her, on putting, that, putting that, the headphones on her stomach while she's yeah, playing. Yeah, she, she knew, she listen. knew. <laughs> so weird. That would have mean we became friends when you were 11, which is super creepy. <laughs> Don't put me on blast. <laughs> I'm 21 forever. No, um, no, but yeah, I've always loved her. I've always loved what she stood for. I think a lot of people right now are kind of saying like, oh, Beyonce, all of a sudden she's become like, uh, you know, this spokesperson, for lack of better words, for for Black women and for women and for people of color. And yeah. I'm like, listen, if you listen to the music, she's been doing it for a really long right? time. Like, this isn't new. It's more maybe radical now because yeah, yeah. the way we talk about this stuff is different yeah um, and the way and the way that we put a microphone to the issues and it's is very different so i think like if you listen to her earlier stuff i mean listen to independent woman what right? is that song about independent woman right so it's like she's been and even though it was under a pop beat yeah. because when it started like a song like formation definitely goes hard um, yes but it's it's, I don't know, like, I, I think the underlying thesis of Beyonce is feminism. Oh, totally, yeah. And from the get-go, she's been, she's been doing it, so. Well, I think, too, people, like, just underestimate it, too, because I think, obviously, it's become more prevalent nowadays for, like, women to be more outspoken than being, like, so subdued. But like yeah. you were saying, if you listen to her old music, there are, there are, like, even, like, Bills, Bills, Bills can't pay your telephone bills. Like, absolutely. They're standing up and being like, I can pay my shit. Why can't you pay yours? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's the only difference to me, of course, a few of the lyrics, but it's the beat. It's at the yeah. time, it was this very pop, radio-friendly beat, but yeah. it still had that same message, you know? Um, and, like, now she's just like, fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, play I'm gonna do I what I want. want. Play. Absolutely. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I want to quickly talk about the video to Ape Shit that uh, Beyonce and Jay Z released. Yes. Um, you've seen the video. I've seen it a few times. Yep. Yep. Same. Same. I think it's incredible. I and I just wanted today so I could be caught up. <laughs> good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. I just want to kind of want to discuss. Um, you know, basically what it is all about. You know, I think that when I watched it for the first time, I was like whoa this is really cool artistically it's done so well oh it's, it's beautiful so cool. it's yeah it's literally beautiful so, the imagery is amazing it's incredible it's incredible um and they yeah there's just you know they shot it in at the i had to actually google how to pronounce this museum because i was like lur lur the lur um it's my favorite yeah right kid god right. um but yeah, they shot it there. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm sure a lot of you know, um, but that's where the monumental, you know, Mona Lisa painting is. And they actually discovered that it doesn't cost a lot of money to shoot a video there. Did you know? What? You can rent it out. You can rent it out. Okay. Well, a lot of money, not to be honest, Jay-Z, a lot of money to you and me. Yeah. But um, you can rent it out for $17,500. Get fucked. 
No I'm joke. Stop swearing. <laughs> People are gonna think I'm so crass. <laughs> But yeah, that's, that's like a dime for Beyonce right? JV, you know? She just, um, she'll throw a ring at them and be like, that's worth double it. Let's boogie. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought like aesthetically it was stunning and she looked amazing. Yes. We all know, Be- uh, sorry, we all know Jay-Z is not the, the, the greatest looking dude in the world, but he looked good, you he know? Did, like, like, and can, like those, the suits they're wearing at the beginning. Oh, yes. It's like so sharp. Yes, that was incredible. I love that. That's such yeah. a such a cool shot where they just zoom in on them. Right. And, you know, you can, and they're stoic in their nature. And I really want to talk about what that represented, I guess, you know, because the the, the Lur Museum. Yeah. Really at look, look looking into it, it's like the impact of that museum, you know, it's this lavish, rich, it's accumulated this mass cultural power and wealth yeah. over, you know, the the centuries. And um you know, it deals with a lot of the uh, art pieces that are in there. It really deal with colonialism, right? Oh, so totally. To have these black, beautiful bodies be the centerpiece, I was like, that's a statement right there. Right. That's like, hey, like, we're not. And, and the lyrics of the song say, can't believe we made it. Like, that's what they keep saying in the song. That's the chorus. And it's right. like, to me, th- that wasn't showy to me. That wasn't them being like, um, oh, yeah, we're so rich. Oh, we got money. That was, to me, that was like, I read it as like, I can't believe we made it despite everything we've been, like the odds were stacked up against us being people of color in this system that is not really meant for us. We made it to this museum and we are shooting right. a music video. Here, like the most know? popular art museum in the world. And Absolutely. Like, and they rented it for $20 for the evening. Yeah. <laughs> They're $20, exactly. Yeah. And actually, yeah. oh, you know, I was reading online too that um, <laughs> a spokesperson from the Louvre was like, it was incredibly hard to get this organized, but we were able to do it. And I just imagine like Beyonce phone them was like, "Hey, can I borrow your museum?" And they were like, "Yes, ma'am. When now? Kick cool. we'll everyone out." Down. Yeah. yeah. Shut it down for sure. Like the person yeah, like get ran everybody out, ran with the phone and started screaming like, "Shut it down!" <laughs> <laughs> totally, hey. Yeah. I loved it. No, I just thought it was awesome, and um, the way that again it portrayed um black bodies, both Beyonce, Jay Z, and their dancers, mm-hmm. um, as the centerpiece. You know, it was just like. Our bodies are here. Our bodies are beautiful. Our bodies, our bodies matter, you know? And they were just yeah. like, no, we're doing it, you know? Um, well, and and, and gonna... also they, sorry, sorry. I was going to say they put them in control. Like they were in control yes. of uh, the situation there. You know what I mean? Like, because a lot I... of the pieces in the museum of black bodies are, they're either like uh, the, the black people that are in the paintings and whatnot, sorry, yeah. in the art pieces are usually like, um, side pieces or yes. you know they're they're um they're really like subjected to being you know well slaves and um you know yeah. being owned by people yes. and this to me was like no 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 we're the centerpiece we're beautiful yeah. we matter and i loved it what were you gonna say sorry sorry i was just saying that um when you were talking about them like controlling their bodies and stuff i read this article um because i'm again like super stupid when it comes to like imagery <laughs> but i was reading <laughs> this article and it was saying how like so they were dancing in front of the picture of the coronation of napoleon Mm-hmm. And what the article was saying is that Napoleon brought slavery back to France after it had been abolished. So it was interesting to see these women of color being able to control their body with the background of like Napoleon who was trying to overt like who was trying to overt like make slavery a thing again in France. 
That is incredible. Yeah, which I thought was like so powerful. That's and even, so like, powerful. In the in the picture too, it shows Napoleon crowning his wife, I believe. Yes. And it's just like the dichotomy of like Beyonce being the queen standing up. It's, almost, it's like it's just so interesting to me. Yeah, you know, and because you know she's definitely, um, you know, people joke about how you know she's the queen bee, right? Yeah. She's the, the the queen of the music industry and whatnot, um, and that. Apple doesn't really fall far from the tree because it, she is, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, but I, I find that so powerful. That's a really cool thing that you pointed out because, yeah. um, and she has a way of doing that. Like she really yes. does put a lot of um, art history into her music. And this is going to segue perfectly into my next point, which is um, I was reading another article and it talked about um, the video and there's a art history professor from the University of Maryland where he says, I'm going to quote, Okay. In a way, Beyonce is exploiting or marketing her blackness as creativity, as a kind of weapon within and against the very Eurocentric system of culture and consumption from which she benefited, end quote. And I, yeah, I found that really interesting because it's like this professor is, you know, kind of calling her out, um, but seems to also address without really addressing that she, but she's in control of her narrative yes. and she's in control of her story. Yeah. And to say um, within and against the very Eurocentric system of culture and consumption from which she's benefited, I don't know about that. I don't know if these Eurocentric things have really benefited her. I think she's had to work incredibly hard to work with them to be appreciated for who and what she is. Totally. And you I know? think too, it's also saying like, oh, she's profiting off these Eurocentric stuff. I don't think people realize that people of color have to work twice as hard as us white people to like get anywhere in life half the time. You better tell them. So it's like the fact that you would even say that it just shows, I think that um, you might be a bit stupid. (laughs) Especially coming from what I assume from this person, especially if it's an art history prof, a white dude. Mm -hmm. You got it. uh, Like a privileged white dude being like, oh, they benefited from Eurocentricism, but it's like, okay like sure i guess if you want to put it that way but no they also have to work twice as hard while doing it absolutely and don't to speak to that you know beyonce again to the fact that she and i'm not here to you know diss any other female artist out there except for one and we know who she is but we're not going to get into that right now um (laughs) not today not today but you know that moment where beyonce lost the album of the year to Adele, as much as I love and appreciate Adele for what she mm-hmm. does, I think she's an incredible artist. She's an incredible songwriter. She is, she, it's Adele, you really can't go wrong with that. But to me, that was a safe album, one over this mind shifting, you know, yeah. bending album that was Lemonade. And it was like, it, it, and even let's go back to the quote where it says Eurocentric system of culture which she benefited. That is also assuming that Eurocentric, Eurocentric values are the end goal. Yeah. And let's just call it like it is. That's inherently racist. Oh, totally, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, anyways, I just find it really interesting. Well, um, I think, too, it's like, when it comes down to the Adele versus Beyonce thing, it's Adele one because she's more palatable. 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And think about who the like the Grammy voters are. They're probably a bunch of white people who didn't understand what lemonade was, didn't care to learn what lemonade was, and were just like, "I like that fat little redhead. Let's pick her." <laughs> she sings sad songs about breaking up. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I cried a lot with her record. <laughs> um, I do think Adele is incredible. Don't get me wrong, but oh, I, I just too. think, uh, yeah, yeah. I just I really think that was an opportunity for. Um, uh, a category of that caliber to celebrate a piece of work like Lemonade. And it was yeah. really sad that that didn't get, you know, uh, credited when it was due. But that's okay. That's life. We'll just keep th- moving on. I just remember that, like, Grammy ceremonies when Beyonce read her best album speech for when she runs best, what was it, contemporary? Uh, she, uh, urban contemporary album, yeah. that's right. When you could tell that that speech was totally written for best album, but she just, like, fought yeah. through the tears and read it. I was like, this she is knew she wasn't going to win. She knew. Yeah. She knew. She was like, nah, you know what? This is my one. I'm on the stage one time tonight. I'm just going to say what I have to say about this album because this is the only shot I have. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm glad we got to hear those words because what she has to say, uh, it really does matter. And it's yeah. funny because in that moment, Adele ended up making her acceptance speech about Beyonce. Like the acceptance speech was just like, oh my God, thank you so much. Beyonce, I love you. Beyonce. It's like, okay. Like, I think we know where this was going. Yeah, like even totally. Adele was like, really? Yeah, no, for sure. She's like, what does Beyonce have to, and she said this, what does Beyonce have to do to yeah. win album of the year? Yeah. We're all asking the same question, girl. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that is, um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of wrap that up on Everything is Love. Incredible album. If you have not heard it yet, please go listen to it. It is available on um, all streaming platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, all of that good stuff. This is not a paid for um, advertisement. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I was getting paid to say that, but I'm not. I just really like this it. This is not a, yeah, but I really want people to listen to this album. Can I really you buy the album or is it just streaming? Uh, it's a, that's a good question, actually. Um, I'm assuming you can buy it. Yeah. Because anything, I, I, anything you can, even anything that's title exclusive, you could technically buy on iTunes. I think the idea oh, is like you can't okay. stream free. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense. But hey, so since my title, I got title because of this album, I learned yeah. this about title. What's really cool about it? So I'm on a three month free subscription or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I have Spotify as well, but at the time the album wasn't on Spotify. But title has like exclusive music videos and stuff. So there's like, oh, all, yeah. yeah, so like Spotify doesn't have music videos where Tidal has like legit, not even exclusive music videos, but just like, it's almost like a bit of a YouTube, you know? Yes. So when you because have a playlist playing. Have you the first time? Yeah, yes. that's right. Yeah. That, there you go. That's right. That's yeah. right. So Family Feud, not the TV show, Family Feud, <laughs> Jay-Z, uh, <laughs> music video, uh, featuring Beyonce. But, so now know, I'm just imagining the... um, a Family Feud featuring jay-z and beyonce <laughs> yeah right well it wasn't long ago that uh their nemesis kim kardashian and kanye west were on family feud but we're oh, not gonna get into that you bet your ass i watched that hot man. oh you i so did i i was with my family when um yeah. it was on so it was really we were in kimono it was just really like they're weird i don't know that <laughs> family's really like weird situation where I was like how the mighty have fallen onto their yeah <laughs> oh yeah very bizarre All right, so let's switch some gears. The next topic I have um, is a a topic that's, 
I hope it doesn't sound too foreign to a lot of people. So I'm going to do my best to really explain this. And I actually think you could do a better job of really breaking this down, but I'll introduce it and kind of give you the mic. Okay. Um, so we're going to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race and the gender issue that it has. Uh, this is a show that's been on for 10 years. I haven't, I've never watched it. This is, this year was my first year watching it um, in a season. And um, I did find it enjoyable. You and I would be texting all the time about yeah. it being like, oh my God, like da 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 And like, I really like that aspect of it. Like I, I find um, it's really fun to like engage with people and, yes. you know, and, and yeah, and talk about it and whatnot. But every time we would go to like, certain events and stuff and there'd be all these drag queens and I would, I would not know who was who you'd be like so-and-so is going to be there I'm like oh cool like I would just assume they're from the show yeah. but I wouldn't know if they won if they came a third if they were yeah. talented if they weren't you know so this I was finally like okay let me engulf myself into this um this world and see what it's all about um and it is yeah it's enjoyable television that's for sure um but I read an article which I sent to you as well that really talked about the the problem the gender problem that it has which is kind of like you know, ingrained in its DNA. And it really made me yeah. question, I just I posed a lot of questions for me and, and, and the way that I absorbed it and the way that I watched it and the way that it's consumed and, and who it's consumed by and, and kind of what its intent is, I guess you could say. So um, first question before we get into it, what is yeah. your uh, relationship with RuPaul's Drag Race? When did you first start watching it? Uh, when did you discover you loved it? All of that stuff. So um, I have I heard about RuPaul's Drag Race when it first came out back in 2009. Okay. And I remember being at the time just being like, no, thank you. That sounds so stupid. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Why do I need to see a bunch of men dressed up as women? <laughs> oh, by the way, for those of you who don't know, drag is when a man dresses as a woman or a woman dresses as a man. And if you don't know that, you're a homophobe and get off this podcast. <laughs> you're wrecking my day. <laughs> But yeah, so I, I, I had heard of it when it first came out. And at the time, I was like, whatever, not my jam. And then probably when season four or five aired, I was like, hmm, okay. I could hear people were, like, talking about it. So I watched it and was like, okay, this is actually pretty sick. Okay. Like, just, like, the art and, like, the artistry behind it is what really got me. Mm. And I was like, oh, I just found it so interesting how, like, these, I mean, they're not attractive men by any means. They're all kind of trolly. <laughs> but how these these men could become these beautiful women. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and like for those of you who haven't seen it, like some of the, like some of the drag performers on here are absolutely stunning. Yeah. Agreed. Definitely. Agreed. Like it, like Google Naomi Smalls and you'll be like, Oh shit, that's a dude. Yeah. It just, it's just so like, interesting. Yeah. Because you end yeah. up, um, I understand that it's uh, performance, right? Like the, yes. as a medium that is it's performance and, that is what it's there to do. And that's the intent behind it. Um, yes. And so basically, I'm just going to break down what happened. So Azealia Banks, uh, who is a rapper, very problematic in her own right, has said a lot of problematic things in the past about all sorts of things. If we had five hours, I'll get into it, but we don't. Um, I think quick. I think quickly it's like she's black and i think she might be queer too she is yeah she is so she's also she's black and queer but also somehow a racist and a homophobe. that's right um and i think people the thing with azealia banks is i, I think there's uh there's some things that she says which i'm like if you lead into it a little bit you'll oh, yeah. yeah like there's something there you know it might not come across as the most eloquent or the most you know um 
well versed, but it there's definitely like this is just from what what I'm gathering from her. This is somebody that's really frustrated with the way she's been treated, and this whole thing started out, by the way, with um, RuPaul. Uh, she was suing RuPaul, who is the host of RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, for plagiarizing one of her songs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's how it all started. Yeah, so she he was trying to she was trying to get his song taken off of Spotify and other streaming services, um, yeah. and that's how the first um, that's how she started the the counter suit, and then. Um, it ended up being amplified and he tried, like, he didn't go public with it. He really, like, this is a man. He kept it around. Yeah, but he's also, like, protected by a lot of, like, a lot of lawyers, a lot of powerful yes. people. I mean, RuPaul, be it that he is, you know, a black man, I still think of him as, he's pretty privileged, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so anyway, so it was really interesting. So she went on to Twitter where she does a lot of her rants. And this is what she said about the drag race culture as a whole. Um, yeah. And I quote, so I'm going to, maybe I'll do this in like my best Azealia Banks uh, accent. Oh God. This I'm going to try it. I, I can't even wait. Okay. Do I'm going to do it. Okay. okay. If a woman wants to beat, no, nah, I can't do it. <laughs> no, no, I go back to that. That was good. That was no, no, that was not. That was, I'm going to, I can't do it. Um, I'm sorry, the Academy Award goes to keep going. <laughs> I quote, this is what she had to say. If a woman wants to be a drag queen, she can. I don't know what y'all boys keep talking about. Talking about. Women can't be drag queens. If women can't be drag queens, then neither can you. You can't be a car caricature of a woman and then try to disinclude her. Ridiculous. If a woman wants to be a professional drag queen, she absolutely can. She doesn't have to have a dick to be a drag queen. Y'all sit up here and beg for respect and inclusivity and turn around and tell the others they can't be included. You want your femininity to be respected, but you won't allow an actual woman to participate in any of the gay male affairs. Makes no sense. End quote. Now, where, like, where's the lie? There is no lie. There's no lie. I mean, I'm like, okay, she's got a really good point. Especially, too, it's like, I don't know why, but for some reason... RuPaul can say some really fucking problematic things. Yes, he can. Like how he's like the things he said about like trans women. Yes, how, like, he did. Someone who is openly trans can't be on his TV show said that. because drag is about a man dressing as a woman. I mean, I'm I'm paraphrasing that to like the nth degree, right. but it's like back the fuck up because you made your money looking like a lady. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's just I'm like you can't dis you can't disenfranchise somebody because you're wanting to be their gender. And then not including them. Absolutely. And then what she said, you beg, you know, to be in, uh, included. You beg for this inclusivity, but then you're like, but not you though. Like there's yeah. still this censorship of, of, of like a of, of membership essentially, right? Like, and to yeah. me, I'm like, okay, let's, let's stop for a minute and just think like what a drag queen is. A drag queen is the most amplified version of a woman. Like, yeah. I don't, you, I don't know many women that look like drag queens, literally. Do you know what I mean? And if I did, I probably wouldn't talk to you. <laughs> you are, you're one shade of crazy, honey. <laughs> so if it goes back to my point about if it's just about performance, then why can't women be included in that? Well, and that's the thing too, is like, if you hear him talking about drag sometimes, he's like, the performance is being who you aren't and blah, 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 and all that like hokey pokey bullshit. But then so when a woman who's just a regular old woman wants to be like 
extra and have a caricature, she's not allowed to all of a sudden because then it's not absolutely. Drag. It, it it's weird. It's backwards. And it's like too. It's like people. He's always like, I, I, RuPaul has the. I heard him say this in like interviews. It's like a character of who people are for in some cases with drag. Because I mean, like some drag performers are like, no, I am my performance. I am not somebody else. Mm. But like his thing is like it's a character for some people. So if it's a character, why can't women do it? Why can't trans women do it? Thank you, thank you. That's what it I don't understand. Make any sense. I don't understand that. I completely agree with that because I'm just like, what, like again, if it's just a performance, and you know, they're they're not even really they're lip syncing to you know a Britney Spears beat. Just yeah, and like the other thing too is like it's like oh she has such talent. Like I can fucking lip sync too and high kick. So oh yeah. I just think, and especially now, I think the world, we're definitely moving towards, you know, very loose terms when it comes to gender within itself. Like, gender yeah. is definitely becoming something that's not as binary as it was 10 years ago. Oh, totally. So I really think over the course of the 10 years that this show's been on the air, I yeah. think if it's going to stay, I think there, it's, it has a mass, um, sorry, um, it has a mass following. I understand that. Yeah. But it's going to have to kind of change with the times, don't you think? Oh, totally. And like, so there have been performers who are on RuPaul who are, who are trans. That's women. right. And they, and they came come out as trans afterwards. Okay. Okay. Or they've come out on the show. Like um, Monica Beverly Hills came out on the show. I think she was the first one to come out on the show as being a trans woman. And it was like this moment where she was on the main stage and she was crying about it. And everyone was like so lovely towards her. Mm -hmm. And then like, it wasn't a problem for Ru then. And then last season it was Peppermint. Peppermint is a trans woman as well. And also Peppermint is the uh, first trans woman to originate a role on Broadway. So round of applause for her. Wow. What, what show is she yeah. in? Head Over Heels. Oh, I just read about that the other day. The show. Yeah. Um, that's about the go-go. Yeah, the go-go. Go-go, yeah. The go-go, not the go-go. Because <laughs> it just premiered on Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So like Peppermint, uh, she announced that she was trans on the show as well. But I've heard from a few people who are more like into drag, the drag queens than I am that she had been out as a trans woman before that, like before coming out. Oh. So it's like very confusing because it's like he says all this shit about how they're like can't be included because it's like I can't remember. Exactly there was something about them having an advantage. Yes, because like they're women or whatever. Yeah. Like, but just because you have a pair of tits doesn't mean you're like advantaged in any way shape or form i dare you to ask any woman if she feels that she has an advantage in this world <laughs> excuse me ma'am do you think your femininity gets you an upper hand i sure do mister i don't think so right no. yeah i'm sorry but... but like that's how he made it sound he made it sound like because these like whip trans women will often have like fake breasts and they're feminine they'll feminize their bodies in certain ways yeah it's like they have an upper hand but like drag is about alluding yourself to being a woman so if they already look like one but then somebody else is dressing like one like how is that different right. i still don't get how that and then the antithesis of that is to have um they have drag kings they call them so women dressing yes. up as men uh, yeah. but for whatever reason that is you know not as enjoyable or it's not as you know uh yeah. fun or radical but then i'm also like well is there a little bit of sexist nature in that too that like you know men like the most successful realm of drag is drag queens where men dress up as women so we ultimately yeah. just want to watch men doing i don't know it just it's really weird to me and it really like made like it shifted the way i viewed it i don't get me wrong i still think it's like um still think it's 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 a fun 
whatever show and whatnot. It's a fun escape. Yeah, I, I do. I, 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 I do have a little bit of an issue with uh, RuPaul himself. I, especially with a lot of the stuff that's been happening this season. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just. I don't know. I think he's a little bit weird, and I think uh, he's problematic with a lot of the things that you had just mentioned. And then yeah. he, of course, you know, he was the last episode that I recently watched, he talked about how he was, um, you know, he grew up in a different time, obviously. And he'd said like, you know, yeah. I was, um, you know, I was made fun of when I was growing up because I was black. Uh, I was made fun of by white people because I was black. And then I was made fun of by black people because I was gay. And then I was made mm-hmm. fun of by gay people because I was too femme. Um, and he just really broke down, you know, all of the layers of his marginalism. Yeah. And I, 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 I found that to be like, okay, that's a very true testament. And that's his truth. That's his reality. Yeah. I think he has, with that being said, there's, to me, a certain obligation that he has to make it better for um, a new wave coming in. Because I don't know, like, sometimes I'm like, do you even like Black people? Just one quick question. Are, are you for or against Black yeah. people? Because I'm, I'm going to slide you this mirror real quick and you tell me. I, and I say that because the, the way um, in which, and this is an opinion from somebody that's watched one season of this, so please don't, yeah. don't come for me. But this is the way that he treats, um, and almost for lack of a better word, like objectifies the black drag queens on the show. It's yeah. like they literally are, they become characters. They become the, you know, the divas. They become yeah. the... Um, just all the characters of what a black woman is. And I'm just like, but there's, anybody knows that there's layers to people. There's, they're, they're not one dimensional, but I feel like the show and yeah. the producers really try to target them as being these one dimensional people. And the perfect example of not defending, and here I am now, now I sound all like well-versed on the show, um, yeah. but the Vixen, I found it- You're so a producer now. Yeah, I'm a producer. But I found it so interesting to see how they portrayed the Vixen as this villain where I, the more I leaned into, you know, what she had to say, the Vixen, who was a drag queen on the show, I was like, okay, there's, again, there's some truths here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like RuPaul just wasn't choosing to hear them. And um, anyways, yeah, I find it, I find the show entertaining. Obviously there's some problematic nature around it. Uh, I would encourage it. I would encourage anybody to like catch an episode of it. You know what I mean? If you can, I think it's on Netflix. Just like, yeah, I don't know. Two, I, yeah. Netflix, yeah, I think it's, so. I think it's like entertaining. Um, it is totally. And that's the thing too, is like, I've had a conversation with people who said like, well, why do you watch it? Do you think it's problematic? And I'm like, well, why do you watch The Bachelor then? Yeah. Like, how is that no less problematic? Tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> so true. That show is a hot mess. <laughs> is it ever? Um, oh, God. Who is your favorite drag queen in all 10 seasons? In all 10 seasons? Katya. She was in what season? Uh, she was in All Stars 2, I oh, believe. Oh, okay. okay. But I forget her original season. I think it was season 7. Okay. And it was, was her, it... her and Trixie Mattel have a TV show on um, on um, a TV network I can't think of for some reason. Oh, okay. That's, that starts with a V. VH1? No, I, I keep on wanting to say Vine, but that's not a TV network anymore. Is it, it was never a TV Vaughn network. Or something? No? Uh, no, I can't remember. Right. It's not important right All now. Right. But, <laughs> anyway, oh, Vice. Vice. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, Vice. They have a TV show on Vice, her and uh, Trixie Mattel. And yeah, I've just always liked Carrie. She's funny. Nice. 
Nice. Who's your Who's your favorite from all ten seasons? <laughs> from all ten seasons, I'm going to take a page. One. Who's your favorite from season one? I'm going to take a page out of Issa Rae's book and say I am rooting for everybody black. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, duly noted. Duly noted. Yeah. Has there been a black winner? Uh, the very first season, um, Bibi Zahara. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And since then, no. She was from Cameroon, actually. Oh, wow. That's yeah. black. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she's... I love not that. One of them, not one of them thick black like <laughs> the other girls, right? <laughs> That's amazing. Um, has there been one since? I don't think so. No? Okay. Well, I know that there's one in the finale this yes. year. I, I think by the time this episode airs, the um, winner would have been announced. But um, yeah. nonetheless, um, if you can and have access to it, watch it at least an episode um because yeah it's it's entertaining but um it becomes a guilty pleasure it does yeah um and that being said a lot of the stories that these people do have they are marginalized people yes um and they there there's a lot of um you know truth as to as to what they're saying their experiences i think are worth um being heard so yes yeah so that um that's our topic on Drag Race. I'm glad we covered all that. <laughs> so uh, I feel like half the audience is like, "What was that? What is drag? What's a drag queen? Totally. Men dress as women? That's a sin. <laughs> totally not in my good Christian neighborhood. Yeah, totally. Um, if you want to know uh, what a drag queen looks like, drag queen, what a drag queen looks like, my mistake. Uh, look no further than Christina Aguilera, right? Like that is the oh ultimate. yeah, she is the, she is the yeah, she is a yeah. drag. Queen. Love her, I love her, but she is like, yeah. all right. Or Cher, there, yeah, and they, they're the, those the original yeah. drag queen. Yes, absolutely. So funny. All right, so that concludes our topics for the uh, time that I have you. So now I want to delve into one of my favorite segments. Da, 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 da. I need like music for this part. Do, 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 do. 21 oh, questions. <laughs> 21 questions to ask my guests. Ba, da, da, da. Oh, there you go. I'm going to copyright there that. You go. yeah, you <laughs> it's gonna be so this is how we're going to do it, Kenny. I'm going to ask you 21 questions. Again, some of these questions I might know the answer to. A lot of them I probably don't. Um, and this is an opportunity for the listeners to get to know you a little bit better um you are allowed to pass on only one okay. and you are allowed to ask me to answer one as well okay makes sense yeah it makes all sense right so a lot I saw a few of these i repeated from uh last week just and i will repeat them in future episodes just because I, I like oh, them yeah. but um well be worried if you did that. yeah absolutely right <laughs> it would kind of be odd if you came up with 21 new questions every week because that'd be really I hard come up with like three that'd be really so. hard yeah yeah yeah. Uh, all right. Question number one: What was the first CD you ever bought? The first CD I ever bought was No Doubt. Ooh, was that the song? Uh, uh, sorry, not the song. Uh, the one with "Don't Speak." Yeah, I believe it was. It had um, it had like spider webs on it and stuff. Okay, all right. Cool, cool, yeah, cool. I can't remember what it was called. Planet Terror or something, maybe. Well, there's probably like a huge No Doubt fan listening right now, being like, "How do you yeah. not know that?" Yeah, they're just like <laughs> screaming at me. Yeah. Tragic Kingdom. Yeah, that's it. it. That's it. That's like yeah. yeah. Was, I remember it was the blue one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the, one of their most successful albums. 
Yeah, and I, I literally only bought it because my mom was like, you can buy a CD. And I was like, this one has a pretty fun cover. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, number two, what's your specialty in the kitchen? My specialty in the kitchen? Oh, I make one killer California onion dip. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yeah. I, will, I will back that all the way up. Yeah, yeah. I make one good dip. Yeah, you do. Uh, question number three, what is the most annoying question people ask you? The most annoying question people ask me mm-hmm. is probably when people start off a question by saying, can I ask you a question? <laughs> like, people, like, they just start by that, and I'm like, I don't think I want to answer this, because I feel it will end with me just kicking you in yeah. the throat. It, well, it really sets it up for, like, this is either going to be super offensive yeah. or super awkward. Like, if, if, if you if have to ask, if, yeah, if you have to ask to ask a question, yeah. there's probably a little bit of reason you shouldn't ask the question. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, nine out of ten times it leads with, are, are you gay? <laughs> And I'm like, I think you have two eyes and ears, bitch. So you tell me. <laughs> that is so true, hey? Yeah, or, oh like, or like sometimes I've had it too where people like, can I ask you something really offensive? Or like not offensive, sorry. Can I ask you a question? I'm like, yeah, sure. And it's literally like the fucking like most PG question ever. Like, what was it like growing up the youngest of four? And oh, I'm like, funny. Oh, it was, it was fine. <laughs> yeah, just ask the question. Lead. Yeah. Lead with intent. Yeah, just don't be like, uh, can I ask you a question? What's your favorite type of ice cream? Yeah. <laughs> Is it dick? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm going to need a beaver uh, for this episode. <laughs> right? You're going to like, just, just at the beginning of it, be like, I'm sorry. My friend is an absolute piece of trailer trash. He has no I love it. It's why I love he you. Just, all he does is swear and talk about dick. He's gross. <laughs> I love it. So good. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Uh, number four, uh, if you could transport to any time period, what would it be? Ooh, ever? Ever. Oh, um, uh, Marie Antoinette, French Revolution. Cool. Yeah. Good pick. Yeah, it just looked, yeah, it's just like the colors, the decadence. Love. Seeing her get her head cut off, like sign me <laughs> well, up. All of, the, all of that. Yeah. <laughs> D, above. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Uh, next question what is a piece of art uh, so a book an album a song or a tv show or a movie uh, yeah. that cultivated or changed your life uh it would be the album blue by Joni mitchell cool yeah it's to this day my favorite album um i can listen to it from like beginning to end and i don't know like i can listen to it sometimes and be like so happy and other times i can listen to it and cry i just love it so much mm, that's amazing that's yeah. amazing um next question what's the first thing you order when you walk into a bar um the first thing i order with i mean obviously a drink because i'm not a pussy but um (laughs) what's the drink that's what i meant to say yeah i don't know i i i I guess it depends the night i want to sound cool and be like shots for everyone but like that never happened But it's probably a double vodka water with a lima wedge on the side. Love it. Yummy. I gotta, I gotta stay skinny. So yeah. Oh yes, yeah. stay fit. No pop. Nope. No pop. Nope. 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 None of that sugar. No. And it's <laughs> funny actually. I remember drinking, started drinking vodka waters when I was younger, being like, "Oh, it's the pop that makes you hungover. It has nothing to do with that alcohol you're putting in your body." No, Absolutely. no, no. Yeah. 
And then, like, being hung over, like, the first few times off of vodka waters. And it just, like, instead of being, like, a hangover from sugar and vodka, it was just a hangover from pure vodka. And your body was like, I hate you. And I hate everything you've ever done. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. For the longest time being like, oh, it's the only thing I'll drink because it just keeps me so fresh. That's amazing. Yeah, it was not the vodka. It was the mix. That's what makes yeah. you hungover. Sure. Yeah, it's, oh, it's the mix. Oh, that sugar's the yeah. devil. Yeah, horrible. Right. <laughs> so funny. Uh, next question. What is something you wish you knew more about? Something I wish I knew more about. Oh, that's a good one. I already know so many things. Like it's two true. Degrees. You have two degrees. Yeah. I have two degrees, you guys. <laughs> And most of you only have one, so why are you even listening to this, you uneducated fools? <laughs> um, I wish I knew more about politics. Cool. Good, good answer. Yeah. I feel like I know, like, some about politics. Yeah. And I, I mean, like, I guess I know Canadian politics because it's, like, anyone can know it because it's not difficult. <laughs> but I just wish I knew even more and I could, like, have, like, opinions about things besides being, like, Justin Trudeau is real dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good answer. Yeah, that's cool. I, I would agree with that. For yeah. sure. What uh, do you wish you knew more about? Is that what you're coming back at? That's the one question? No, I retract. Okay. Because <laughs> I was not prepared. I'm like, oh gosh, what do I? <laughs> you're like, science. I love science. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, all right, next question. What's your favorite Meryl Streep movie? My favorite Meryl Streep movie is Death Becomes Her. Ooh, I have not seen that but- one. So it's uh, Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn. Okay. And um, Meryl Streep is, I believe Meryl Streep is the one who plays the actress. I haven't watched it in a while, but I don't know why. I just always thought it was funny just because I think I first watched it when I was probably like seven. Okay. And I watched it with my grandma. I remember that. And I remember just thinking it was like so over the top. And then ever since then, just being like, yeah, this is the best one. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So I, um, Meryl Streep plays a, um, her and Goldie Hawn play like rivals, but also friends. Frenemies. Yeah. And then they drink like an eternal youth potion. Oh. <laughs> and then they can't die. Oh. And then guess what? Guess what? What? Hijinks ensues. Oh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it does. Hijinks galore. <laughs> Is Goldie Hawn still alive? Yes. Is she? Okay. Yeah, I think so. She's blonde, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. She's Kate Hudson's mom. Yes, yes, that's yeah. okay. Got it, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, uh, all right, next question. What could you give a 40-minute presentation on with zero preparation? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> did you not hear that? <laughs> no, I did. I'm just trying to think of something. Oh, <laughs> 40 minutes, just unwavered. You're put on the spot. Somebody says, hey, I need a 40-minute presentation on this, and you got to get it. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, the royal family. Oh, yes, you could. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I was, like, looking around my house, and I was like, what could I possibly <laughs> give a presentation on? Besides the tons of royal family memorabilia strewn about the living room. (laughs) That's amazing. Good one. Uh, 
This one, I really like this one. I asked Justin this one too. Given the choice of anyone in the world, who would you have as a dinner guest? Oh, that's a good one. He had a good answer too, because having Obama would be like so interesting. Totally, hey. Uh, I feel like mine's going to be superficial no matter what. No, give it to me. Because Justin's was like, oh, just Obama, because he's such a great leader. And like, <laughs> Have we you guys see- ever seen that child star from that one commercial? I'd love to pick her brain. <laughs> um, I would, I, I honestly want to see like Cher. Cool. Because, I mean, like, she's been singing and, like, doing her thing for literally decades. 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 And, like, I'm, I'm assuming this lunch will be, like, no, like, no, like, no hold, and I can ask whatever I want. Oh, it's, it's dinner, Kenny, not lunch. Oh, it's dinner. So, it's yeah, dinner. who has lunch? Yeah. Let me pleb. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just, like, I just assume that she has to answer every question I ask, and I just want to know everything. Totally. And she would have just a wealth of knowledge on, like, the music industry. Yes. Um, through through the decades she's been, you know, relevant in. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be... And her relationship with Sonny, you know? Oh, yeah. All of and that. Like, even, like... Because um, she grew up... Her... I, I think her dad was white and her mom was half Cherokee or something like that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it'd be... She has, she has a song called Half Breed, which is, like, super offensive, but... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I, mean, I, encourage, I encourage everyone to listen to it and like just be like, "Oh, this was a song of the '60s." Oh, share, okay. <laughs> yeah, and just like yeah. So I'd be interested to know what it was like growing up with like that kind of situation as a kid. Yeah, especially like when she grew up as well. Totally interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next question: What do you strongly suspect but have zero proof of? This one's kind of hard, but. What do I strongly suspect but have zero proof of? <laughs> I don't even, like, know how to go about answering that. That's tricky, I know. That's a tough tough. I'm, especially because I'm, like, I'm such a suspicious person as is. <laughs> I would say that ghosts are real, but I haven't proved it yet. All right. Yeah, I know All that. All right, that's fair. That's fair. That's, fair. that's, exact, that's, a, that's a good answer. Yeah. Good answer. You're uh, like, uh, not the question I asked. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast just turns into me talking about ghosts for an hour. Yeah. People are gonna th- they're gonna find this in like the true crime uh, section of podcasts. Oh, and they'll be blown away by yeah. my knowledge on ghosts. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which is zero. <laughs> uh, the next question: Who is someone that you've uh, sorry? Who's someone that you've already seen live? that you would see again and again? Oh, that's a good one. I've seen Lady Gaga live three times, which I'm, like, not proud of. But... <laughs> Actually, like, he puts on a show, though. I haven't seen her live. He does. I know she puts on a show. She kicks her ass around that stage. Oh, yes, and she's playing that piano and yeah. stringing that guitar. and Yeah. Um, I want to say either Elton John or Adele. Cool. Yeah. Elton How John many really times good. have you seen Elton John? Just once. Just once. Okay. But you would see him like again and again and again and again. Yeah, like just the way he like plays the piano and sings. Yeah, he is so no, good. he's no joke when it comes to talent for sure. No, he's so good. Yeah. Uh, next question: Do you believe in monogamy? Do I believe in monogamy? Mm-hmm. I would have to say 
a resounding yes. Okay. Unless somebody can change my mind somehow, which I don't think they can. <laughs> because I, I don't know. I just feel too like when people are like, oh, you can, it's love isn't about sex and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, why are you sucking his dick when you say you love me? <laughs> like, be a hoe with me. Don't be a hoe with yeah. him. It is, it, it's, it's, it is an interesting um, conversation. And, you know, one that definitely, you know, requires layers and layers, you know, beyond just the surface of a question. But I, I, yeah. I, I hear you. I totally hear you. Well, I think too, like, people nowadays especially in the gay community are like everyone's in an open relationship like literally everyone yeah and you're like what's the point if you guys are going to be like go home to this person but then be out every night hooking up with somebody else totally and there's and definitely I know that's not the case with everyone yeah like, yeah, yeah a yeah. lot of cases it's like sure like you go home to this person every night but you're out at the club every weekend just doing god knows what with god knows who right i think the, there's uh, no accountability there's no account the issue there too is like when it's an open relationship, but only one of the people knows yes. it's an open relationship. <laughs> I think that's the issue. <laughs> that's, you know, that's, that'll be what happens to me when I'm like 40. You know? I'll be dating a man and then he'll be like, we were in an relation, relation, open relationship for 10 years. And I'll be like, what? <laughs> yeah. I think that's the, that's the big issue for sure. Yeah. He'll be like, you're one of my sister wives. And I'll be like, oh, oh dear. <laughs> Love it. Um, but that's what I can get behind. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so the next few are more uh, spitfire ones, all right? Okay. So ready? Yeah. Beyonce or Rihanna? Beyonce. Britney or Christina? Uh, Christina. Nikki or Cardi? Cardi. Ugh, Nikki, bye. <laughs> I'm sorry, what is this, 2004? Hit the road. <laughs> this one? This, that's 2014, a... not 2004. <laughs> uh, this one I put in here just for you, because I thought it might be tough. Adele or Robin? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> um, Robin in the mornings to get ready and Adele in the afternoon. I'm sorry. Huh. You get one. <laughs> oh, <damn it. laughs> okay. Um, Robin. Mm, good one. Um, clueless or Mean Girls? Oh, that's also mean. I'm going to have to say Mean Girls, though. Just because, um, just so, in like, case anyone was confused, and I'm not the gayest person, I watched a bootleg copy of Mean Girls the Musical on YouTube today. So, oh, nice. How was it? Yeah, real good. Nice, cool. Yeah, real good. Cool. If anyone's bored, they can listen to Mean Girls the Musical soundtrack on Spotify right now. Okay, is that a paid for advertisement? Yes, Tina <laughs> paid me twenty dollars to do that. She's also really hard done by for money. Yeah. So good. Um, well, I'll have to check that out. Um, hamburgers or hot dogs? Hamburgers. Okay. Ashley Simpson or Ashley Olsen? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> I, I have to ask you a few questions about this. Is it just Ashley Olsen or does Mary-Kate... Mary-Kate is, like Mary is her own identity. She's not a part of this equation. She needs to back all the way up. This is Ashley okay. Olsen as the individual she is. Okay, next question. Is it Ashley Simpson pre or post no jo nose job? This is Ashley Simpson, uh, let's say pre. Okay, so once um, she's still married to that guy from Fall Out Boy. Yeah, yeah. She, when she was in her element, you know? she. Yeah. Um, oh, when she did that really good jig on Saturday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, in that case, I'm going to have to, I'm, I'll have to pick the Olsen. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. 
I mean, like, think about it this way. Ashley Simpson is probably so annoying you want to punch her in the head. <laughs> and I'm sure all Ashley Olsen does is literally smoke and drape herself in blankets. True. She'd be pretty chill. Yeah. yeah. She'd be pretty chill. Yeah. Which I can fuck with. Yeah. Totally. And the last question. Ready? Yep. What is your favorite memory of us? My favorite memory of us? <laughs> I think it would have to be when you and I went to Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Just like <laughs> from start to finish, it was a disaster. A disaster. Like when that homeless person urinated yeah. mostly on me. That yeah. was horrible. Yeah, um, we'll no. preface that by saying you know, like we were walking the streets of Winnipeg because we were there for a Beyonce and Jay Z concert, their very first on the run tour, and we flew out right after. Um, Kate and Warren's wedding, two of our friends. Yeah. So we flew out that like at five in the morning or something like that. So we literally yeah, we went from like, the, like seven. Yeah, the wedding to the airport, and um, our we couldn't check into the hotel until four p.m. Whatever. So we had like yeah. all day in the glorious Winnipeg, and no shade to Winnipeg, but um, yeah, it was. And then I forget how that even came about, but you got <laughs> peed on by <laughs> homeless person. Yeah. So. Winnipeg has like these underground tunnels and he the the homeless man was standing on top of it and we were walking underneath of it and he was taking a piss on the side of a building and then just that's right that's right I should preface it saying it wasn't full stream but it was just the splashback yeah (laughs) yeah just just real nice yeah just just something to wake you up at 8 a.m yeah why not um that was fun and then go ahead and then us going to the concert obviously was amazing. But then the next day when you were so, so hungover. <laughs> we did. We, and for some reason, we thought we would stay in Winnipeg an extra day to like sightsee. But at that point, we're like, well, I've been pissed on by a homeless man. This city is dead to me. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I so mean... then we, we, laid, we laid in bed and watched Law & Order SVU. Oh, all yeah. And yeah. Then for sushi. Yeah, that's right. Oh my yeah. god, I was dead. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, unable to move. But was it ever worth it? Oh my goodness. I yeah, it was. It was. I'm like, was it worth it? But I'm like, right, Beyonce, Jay Z, it was worth it. Um, yeah. It was a lot of fun. That's a good memory. That's such a good memory. Okay, what's your favorite memory of us? Oh my gosh, you would save it for the last one. <laughs> oh, Kenny, there's so many to choose from. I am going to say, oh my goodness. Um, so over the last few years, we've definitely been to, um, as I was saying at the top of the podcast, the top of the episode, um, a lot of uh, weddings together where we do the absolute most. And every time we go to you know one of these weddings, we used to hop into that good old Jetta of yours and you would hit the open road to, <laughs> to whatever city this wedding would be in. Um, but for whatever reason, the one that's coming to mind um, is um, Mel and Brian's. I think, uh, so two of our friends, um, I think it's because, you know, that was, it was such a great time. We had so much fun and all, it was the first, you know, friend wedding and everybody was there and we had such a great time. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I just remember we just had a ball. That was so we much had fun. so much fun. Yeah. And every wedding since then has obviously been, you know, so much fun as well. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, uh, I feel was, there's so many to choose from. I'm actually even like trying to like, um, another one, actually, I'm going to say another one was a weekend in Calgary. This would have been years ago too. We ended up, um, you ended up staying for the, well, you were there for the weekend and we, uh, it was a Sunday and we just went from like patio to patio, um, having drinks on patios. And it was like this beautiful day. We just hopped around, we walked around everywhere we went to. Um, and we like ended up going to Earl's for steak. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. <laughs> Such a weird day. Um, but that, yeah, I don't know. It was just super fun. And then. Was that the day the drum and monkey closed? Oh, my goodness. No, that was a whole other day, but that okay. was also amazing. I just love that one because you wore sweatpants for the entire day. Because I thought we were just going for brunch. Yeah. And then <laughs> we were like, oh, well, this was a mistake. Little and then did we I just know. Happened to, and then we happened to go past, upon that bar that was closing. And then we were tweeting about how sad we were it was closing when we'd never been. Yes, I know. Oh, that was so funny. We obviously share a lot of, like, just fun, funny memories together. Um, and then in a more sentimental moment um it's funny because I, I i have three but in the more sentimental moment one of my favorite memories of us is um i remember calling you with um you know something that i was going through at the time and your frustration with what i was going through you had you you know kenny as funny as you are and as you know um you know light and lighthearted as you are uh you definitely have one of the biggest hearts that i know and your frustration i i remember like you were so irritated and so frustrated for me that you cried with me, you know? And I was like, yeah. that's friendship, you know? That is like, oh, anyway, I just found that really powerful. And yeah, that's another favorite memory of mine. So as fun as they all are, I know we definitely still have our like, um, our moments where, you know, we're back to humanity and you're, yeah, I just, that moment for me was such a powerful moment because you were like, I, for somebody to feel your pain as much yeah. as, you know, you do in the moment. It was really, it was really powerful. So. I love you and appreciate you for that. So thank you. I love you. you too. Yeah. Well, thanks for being a part of this episode. It was so, much, so fun much fun having you. Yeah. It was so much fun. I can't wait for everybody to hear what you have to say. Um, any last words for our listeners? Yeah. Um, I'm going to start my own podcast because I just love hearing my own voice. So <laughs> check it out. <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be about ghosts. Oh, so. yeah. Beep, listen. Don't don't you take my take my listeners from me. They're gonna they're gonna head your way. Actually, what was that joke I made the other day about me having my own podcast about um oh something about fishing? Oh no, shipwrecks. Shipwrecks, right? Because I was watching Titanic and I couldn't think of anything. Oh, that's so I'm what I'm talking about. Shipwrecks. So if anybody's interested, Kenny's gonna start a podcast about shipwrecks, and, and he's go. using this platform to promote it. So yeah, and it, it's gonna be so good. It's gonna be called. Um, it's gonna be called. Arr, there's a shipwreck. Oh, nice. Like a pirate. Wow. Like a pirate, yeah. Original. Thank you so I much. I thought that. of that for a, a, a really long time. Incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that with nobody you that asked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That was backhanded. <laughs> so no, thank you so much for being a part of this episode, Kenny. Thank I you so much you for having so me. Much. Um, and yeah, I definitely know you'll be back. Uh, I can't wait yes, for, please. you know, have you back on the show and talk about whatever's happening at the next time I have you. But until then, thank you again. I love you so much and I will talk to you soon. I love you too. Thank you. Thank you, Kenny. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
thank you to Kenny Davey for joining me on that episode. Again, lots of lols, lots of laughs on that one. So thanks so much for bringing that. I think in life it's important to laugh a little bit. Things can get hectic and heavy, but every now and then it's nice to lighten up. So thank you, Kenny, for having the ability to make me laugh and those around you as well. So appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining me on that episode. I know you'll be back. Um, If you liked it, please uh, go ahead and subscribe and rate and review on iTunes. Obviously, this episode is also available on anchor.fm slash Ollieandall. Also on Twitter at the handle at Ollieandallpod and via email at Ollieandallpod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Next week, I'm going to be joined by another one of my best friends. She is like a sister to me. Lauren Thorson is going to be with me, and I'm so excited for that. I anticipate us having a really good time on the mic, so super excited about that. Until then, whoever you are, wherever you are, again, thank you so much for taking the time out to listen. I really appreciate it. Until next time, on Ali and all, thank you so much. Bye, y'all.